everybody! My name is Moore Milo and this is... Ross Andarelli. And this is the 52 Podcast. So just to let you guys know what we're doing here, we are reading 52 books in 52 weeks and we are bringing value every single week. The books we'll be reading are personal development, business, marketing, books that you can really get some insight out of. And what we're going to do for you guys to give you guys as much value as we can is Ross and I are going to be talking about these books, reading these books every week. Feel free to join us, by the way, and having conversations about what insight really helped us along our journey. Uh, so in addition to the books in the insight in the knowledge, Ross and I are also the owners and founders of Key Light LA, which is a new marketing company and uh, an agency in Los Angeles. And we are going through the journey. You know, we just started this company. We've uh, went through a few previous endeavors uh, with different types of vehicles when it came to business. And we decided to start this agency and document everything for you guys uh, and bring you guys as much value as we possibly can. So let me introduce myself first of all. My name is Moore Milo. Uh, I am originally a sales guy from the jump, started in the automotive industry, and now moved into an entrepreneurship uh, route with this guy, Ross Inarelli. We built a company called Pedal. Pedal was a auto leasing app for uh, for car dealerships and for consumers. And we built that for about a year and a half and learned so much, crazy amounts of information. And we're so eager to share about it. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't take it to the level that we would have loved to, but we stepped back and decided to start Keylight together so that we could do something that would work and fit our lifestyle as well as support others with solutions. So we are sales guys, we are business guys, we love to grow and do personal development, and we're freaking fun, man. We have a good time. By the way, okay, uh, today is Sunday. We're going to be posting this, pic, uh, this, this video on Monday, the 26th, August 2019. If it makes it to YouTube, that means we made it happen. Very curious to see how that works. <laughs> it is currently, what is it, 2 o'clock? Not even. We're at like 12 o'clock on Sunday. So we just set everything back up. We've done a few tests before this, as you would hope we did. And um, yeah, after this, I'm going to be on the computer using Logic Pro X. I'm trying to go on there, Logic Pro 10 as well, and trying to go through it and see if we can not only edit the video, but edit the audio and get it posted. We've never posted a podcast before, so if you're hearing this right now, you know, Wish us luck. Give we us need a it. little pat on the back because we're not even sure. We, I think our odds are probably like 70-80% chance of posting. No, but, uh, we'll post this thing. It just might not look as pretty as we want it to. 80% to 70% of like good quality posting. So we're hoping everything sounds good right now. We even, you know, we'll, we'll talk through what we're using. Um, why we're doing certain things, we'll talk about the you know the foundation of Key Light LA. The but other firstly, Ross, who are on. you, man? Tell everybody who you are. So my name is Ross Inarelli. I'm born and raised in Los Angeles, California, which is where we're filming this right now, my room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, like I said, grew up uh, doing sales. I have a finance degree. You know, I don't really uh, you know use it in, in that industry as much, but I use a lot of it when it comes to investing personally. Um, and giving other friends advice as well, so we'll be sharing that knowledge. But really, like I said, working in something that Gary V talked about, which is, you know, find what you're good at and double down. And when we ran Pedal, you know, a, a leasing platform for the automotive industry, we went against AutoTrader, Cars.com, Edmonds, a lot of the big companies with multi-million dollar budgets. And we went in there with a group of about five of us, you know, shout out Enrique Florendo, Dominic Brown, Tom, Tom Francisconi, Francis <laughs> you guys killed it. Um, we couldn't get to where we want because it just became a spot where 
the industry was crowded and, and people were looking for different things, but what we realized And let's was, be real, we didn't execute at the level that we could have. Well, we wanted to, but what we realized, the whole thing, is we are really good at marketing. Our, our stats when it comes to Facebook ads and looking at engagement, things like that, are killer. You look at our website stats when you look at, you know, session length, bounce rate, things like that. Phenomenal. We're very good at optimizing. So we switched more to a, a, a full-blown marketing platform. So we're not just looking at the automotive industry. We're able to look at other industries as well, whether you own a restaurant. You could be in the automotive industry running like a tire shop. You could be a young vlogger, you know, influencer, someone Law looking. Law firms, accounting anybody. agency. Anyone that needs true digital marketing services, we want to support those people that are looking to grow their business and make an impact. And if we can make an impact by creating their impact, then it's a win for everybody. But back to the 52, because, you know, listen, we could talk about Keylight LA all day because we're super passionate about it. And it's what uh, it's the vehicle that we've chosen to use for our success. Um, and we're going to be telling you guys all about it as we continue to move through the podcast. Uh, but the number one way that we want to deliver to you guys in regards to value is with, uh, with, with books, with knowledge, with insight from people that are creating massive results, as well as bringing in uh, CEOs and uh, executives and uh, powerful salespeople uh, and, and just influential people that are providing plenty of value and can add to your life and ours. Because listen, we're not experts uh, in anything yet. You know, We are out here working our tails off, learning as much as we can, and we are practitioners of the work. So Ross and I are learning along the way throughout this podcast with you as well. So it's going to be a beautiful journey. We're super excited for it. And we really want to give some insight as well so you guys can learn from the mistakes we've done, things like that, to help you guys grow as well. We've done a lot with our previous ventures that looking back, you go, wow, terrible idea. <laughs> and you can look at some and go, hey, that was better than it should have been. Sure. And like things like that are going to help save you money. We're even going to talk about things from all the way to the beginning where you talk about, should I be an LLC? Should I be an incorporation? Should I be an S Corp? Should I be a C Corp? Get you all the way through the foundations and take you into the marketing. What should your strategy be? Looking specifically at what you do. And then the real big thing is, like I said, running with these 52 books, the logic was we're always listening to different podcasts. Because the, for me, the biggest thing is, you know, if you can't get in the room with a CEO, get into the head of a CEO. Be able to listen to them, get in their head, understand where they're coming from, what they did right, what they did wrong. And I think that's going to be very strong. So when we look at 52 books, we advise you and, and hope you, that you would start a business as well if that's really what you're trying to do. Follow along with us. We'll grow together. We'll share all the victories. We'll support you. We'll be on there. If you're saying, hey, I need help with something, we're going to be here to help you. But really, if you look, let's say you make no money in your first year as your business, but you read 52 of the most popular and the strongest and highest rated books out there, you're going to be a different person. You're going to have in so a much, much more insight. Absolutely. There's no doubt. Listen, there's no way around it. You know, They say that uh, the, the average CEO reads somewhere in the range of 50 books a year, which is nuts. I don't know how it's possible. I don't know if that's, that's real. But you know what? If we want to get to that level, and if you want to get to that level, it's time to step up our game. And we haven't been... Uh, I, I, I will speak for myself, not for Ross. I haven't been reading as much as I would like. And this is an opportunity to not only be accountable to you guys to make sure that I'm digesting this information and Refurb and, and repackaging it and bringing it to you, but also I'm looking to grow and Ross is looking to grow. So we're here to grow with you guys and do anything that we can to provide value to you. So with that being said, 
comment, uh, you know, DM us, you know, find us, you can find us at the 52 podcast. That's our, uh, our hash or our handle for Instagram, Ross, uh, Ross underscore, uh, Michael, right at Instagram. I'm we'll more underscore Milo. We'll have, as well. exactly. So we'll have everything tagged for you guys. But really so we want to just kind of take you on that journey with us, learn with us, grow with us. Hey, if you're setting up your company, when you hear this, you're like, you know, today's the day. Share it with us. Let us know. Tag us. We're going to follow along. If you got questions, like more said, DM us. Let us know. But we really want to make this something different, engaging. A lot of people on here are trying to be, you know, very professional, very this, very that. And we're just going to be real with you. This is where we're at. Honest, we're going to follow along honesty. with where we're at. You don't have to do anything with us, but we're going to be learning. And like I said, these books, they're curated very specifically to, to have a certain ability and task to them. And we want you to read them with us. Now, I'm going to give you a little insight. I do not like reading. I really <laughs> do not like reading at all. So what a lot of these books are, are audiobooks. Audio we live, like we said, in LA. I spend at least two hours a day in traffic, an hour to work, an hour back, and then maybe some driving here and there throughout the day. I'm an avid music fan, so the hardest thing for me was to stop listening to the same 10 songs that we all love to play. <laughs> You're like, hey, I heard the song a thousand times, but a thousand and one time, it's going to be better. It's going to be better, But right? if you can get in a habit of listening to these audiobooks, and a lot of them are five hours. Uh, Gary Vee, the one we're going to talk about today, was about eight hours long. Eight hours long. Um, so when you're looking at that, you're looking at, you know, if you're doing two hours a day, you're looking at about four days. So that gives you three extra days to be like, you know what? I'm going to listen to my music. So you can really kind of play around with it and find it and see how long it is. Um, and then you sit down with us, talk with us. We're going to update you on where we're at with Keylight. We're going to talk about the things that we're going to use from the book that week, what we're going to take into our personal lives. We want to hear what you're going to use and say, hey, I learned this from this book. I'm going to use this in my company. And let us know if it's a marketing strategy that we can help with, even as simple as, hey, guys, I need a shout out. Like I have a young page. You know, we have zero subscribers. We're, we're just starting right now. We'll tag you. Let's go. Let's, let's build a team. And we want to see a bunch of people coming from the 52 all starting their companies that are sharing back and forth, getting engaged with each other, giving information. This is going to be its own little community. So you've hit it right on the head. This is We want to create a community of avid uh, people that are looking for personal development and growth as well as looking for success in business. And we want to not only provide value to you, but digest whatever you're sending back to us. So let's move out of the intro. Now that you got an idea of who Ross and I are, uh, let's kind of talk about what you can expect when it comes to actual content and deliverable uh, insight that you're going to receive from us on this podcast. Number one, as, as mentioned, this is The 52, so we will be reading 52 books in 52 weeks and making every week count. The books that we will be looking into are personal development books, business books, marketing books, any books that we can get massive insight into an industry, into a, uh, a professional's mind, into uh, different tricks and tactics that we can create growth through, we're going to read those types of books. So if you have any books that you'd like us to read, send them our way. We'll take a look at them and we'll see if we can throw them in the mix. Another thing that you're going to get in regards to what content we're going to create is we will be having interviews with some of our good friends as well as um, you know CEOs, executives, uh, professionals that we've met along the way through our journey, through Pedal, through Keylight, 
through our um, through all the automotive stuff that we've done in the past, through sales, through finance, all of the all of the network uh, connections that we have created. We're going to bring as many of them as we can to you, so that you can learn directly from the people who are creating the results. And we will be too, which is awesome. We're super excited for it. Uh, in addition to that, as a third piece of content that we're going to be bringing to you guys, we're going to be telling our story. So our story of creating Keylight, creating Pedal, starting a marketing agency from scratch and moving forward in 2019. I'm, when I tell you this is a brand new business, I'm telling you that we started this business a month ago to get it off the ground and get moving. And this is how we want to let everyone know about what we're doing. And we want you guys to learn from our mistakes. Right? If, if you guys can learn from one mistake that we make, that mistake was worth it to us. And that's a great point because, like I said, you talked about we made it a month ago. We are where it originally, our first company, it took us about six months to get to where we are today. So, within going through that whole experience, we've been able to condense six months worth of knowledge into one month, pushing incredibly hard. We're not going any faster, but we're working much smarter because we already know what works and what doesn't work. So, if we can take it from, hey, you're starting a new company. Instead of that six-month runway, let's get it down to a month. We're going to show you exactly how to do it because we understand the importance of time. Absolutely. And this is actually the perfect segue into the book because the book that we're re we, we have already read this week and we'll be discussing this week is the sequel to the book Crush It by Gary Vee, which is called Crushing It. Crush It came out in 2009. It was a massive hit. Uh, it was all about social media in a, in a time that social media was kind of like this novelty. It wasn't the, the beautiful thing that it is today. And uh, Gary actually came back and wrote another book in 2018 called Crushing It, which is the sequel to Crush It. Uh, and it's all about the results that were created from the Crush It book originally with the people that have actually created that book. Now, if you, ha if you take the time to actually listen to the audiobook, it's off the charts. Um, um, you get to listen to those specific people that created those results through Crush It, but they are actually speaking to you uh, and giving you side notes uh, on what they've learned, adding to the adding value to whatever was written, and so on and so forth. Um, so to, to add to that segue, you know, listen, we have been working for the last month, 16 hours a day to 18 hours a day, getting maybe six to eight hours worth of sleep, hustling at a job. We both have you know, jobs that pay our normal bills and we're p working those jobs part-time so that we can double down on Keylight in the 52. Uh, and you know, it takes the work. There's no doubt about it. So this is a perfect segue for us to move into our first topic that Gary Vee loves to go into, which is time, right? Everyone loves to think that, you know, oh yeah, I'm gonna call myself an entrepreneur. I'm gonna throw some stuff out there and everything's gonna work out perfectly. From experience, it's not like that. That is not the game. The game it is not as sexy as they make it sound. A hundred percent. And the game is this. You want to outwork your, your, your competition. Look at a perfect example is Elon Musk with PayPal. Him and his brother and the way that they operated. When they first started that business, they were both working jobs. And then going home and working another 12 hours on the computer each and flip-flopping. One would work nights, one would work days. This is what it takes to create a true and tried business that will work for you, for your family, for the freedom that you want to create, and for the, with the results that you want. So time is of the essence. If you think that you are you know, 35 years old and you're too old to start a business, I call BS. 
You know what I call BS for? Because you know what? Instead of that leisure time that you spent, you know, watching the Kardashians on Keeping Up with the Kardashians or scrolling through your Instagram feed, right? Just like Gary says, you can take that time and you can put it into your business development, your social media, your attention, whatever it may be that you want to put your attention towards to create results for yourself. You could take that time away from leisure and put it into something that you think that will truly create results for you. Will it create results? Maybe or maybe not. That depends on the market, right? The, the, Gary, again, another thing Gary V loves to talk about, the market will choose for you. The market will tell you whether you're good or you're not. So it's, uh, time is, uh, is, is massive, guys. Don't let time get away from you and don't think that tomorrow is going to be the day or next week is going to be the day. Work now. Start. Get to work because time is of the essence. And it's a lot of learning as well. You know, it's a lot of the stuff we learned. You know, you learn not only by experience, but we always call it school of YouTube. Get on YouTube, listen to a lot of people. Like you're getting right now. You're listening to a podcast. You're clearly have done this before, we assume, and thinking that maybe I can learn something new here. Uh, we can watch, we've watched stuff on how to create dropshipping things, different systems like that, trying to understand the entire market and understanding what's going to work best for you and your business. So, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to upsell it like it's some glamorous life or an entrepreneur We're this and that. The real entrepreneurs, the ones that don't talk about it are the ones that are working all night and day saying nothing. The difference we're doing is a lot of people have wondered what we've been up to for the last kind of year or so. Um, we're just going to share it because we've learned so much that we think it can really help people in similar uh, you know, mindsets and similar places in their life. And I think it's going to bring a lot of value to guys. We're going to teach you a lot of what we learned um, and we're going to grow with you. You know, If you know something and you can teach us something, tell us. You'll get to see if it works on our end and, and we'll test it back and just keep growing. And guys, to finish off that that first conversation of time when, when it comes to crushing it, you know, there was a beautiful quote that uh, Gary said at the end of the book, and it was something along the lines of, you know, 11 minutes is better than zero minutes, but 12 minutes is still better, right? So it, it the, the time that you put in is what you're going to get out of it. The input that you put in is what you're going to get an output. Uh, so put in the time. Don't let your life waste away if you have big goals and ambitions because you're worth it because you can make it happen, but you gotta put in the time. You gotta be able to make the commitment to yourself into whatever project it is that you're taking on and put in the time. So with that being said, let's move on to other things that have to do with time, right? So uh, in the book, there's a gentleman by the name of Rodrigo who's uh, moving into a photography um, profession. He's, he, his passion is photography. And he's talking about you know, how he would get into um, into places where he normally couldn't because of his lack of experience. And it was all because of his networking ability and his willingness to go the extra mile even when it didn't pay him, right? Up front, and, and Ross, you're going to hate me for this, up front, sometimes you got to do some stuff for free. Sometimes you got to get your foot in the door. And, and we've done it. Pedal was hard for us because we did a lot of free stuff. Um, and we've gotten to a point where we're basically like, screw free. <laughs> we don't like the word Pretty free. Much. But at the same time, in order for you to be able to get your name out, to create the content that you need to be able to market yourself, to make that money, sometimes you got to put your foot in the door any way you can. You know, sometimes you just got to put your foot in the door and say, I'm going to do this work for you because I believe in what I'm going to do. And when I do it and you see the result, you're going to want to pay me for that work. Yeah. And I think there's a very fine line that we learned, which is, you know, kind of working for free and then when to charge. Sure. Um, one of the things we did is like, so we would offer free trials, 90 day free trials, because we know we're so confident in our product that it's just going to get our foot in the door. We're going to show you the results and then boom, they're going to sign up, we're ready to roll. 
what we realize is even if you're coming in free, you deliver the results, there's still sometimes other hoops you have to jump through. And then at a certain point, if it's just not their time of the year or whatever it may be, you could have done a lot of that for free and lost out on a few thousand dollars, where it might have been better for you to still charge, provide that same service, and then collect on it. So it's a very fine line. Like I said, we're, we're completely behind the, you know, being able to get your foot in the door kind of strategy, showing them the value that you create and kind of undercutting your competitor in a way, be able to show that, hey, I can do what they're delivering and I can do it better and I can do it for less. And that gives you a chance to be able to scale up and grow with them and essentially take the place of that if that's a, a marketing company or whatever it may be. The one thing I would always advise against is to watch it. Understand who you're talking with and who you're talking to and then take a more calculated approach to what is the chance or the expectation at the end of this trial and set it up a little bit clearer because sure. some people at the end of the 90 days were ready to continue. Other people were like, you know, it's been great. You got us some deals. We appreciate it. But, you know, we're good right now. We're, we're okay. It's and it's like, hey, you know, we could have charged you three grand for the last few months, but we didn't. And it didn't, we probably would have ended up at the same place. We would have ended up bringing you a few deals and then leaving right away. So when you're talking about free, be very specific, be very careful. And set your expectations. Um, and, don't, and, don't, and don't undersell yourself. You know, one of the things we fought with in the beginning was pricing. You know, we, we didn't want to overprice ourselves and we didn't want to underprice ourselves. So we tried to really find that fine line because, look, you can't and you shouldn't be able to charge as much as some of these massive conglomerates off the bat because they have a lot more data and a lot more reach that they're used to using where for you you're going to have some of that downtime is just testing but if you can get in there even if it's a few hundred dollars less you can get in there bring them almost the same value they see that when you're starting to scale up that you're bringing them two times the amount that your competitors were it's going to blow them out the water absolutely no doubt and you know it's, it's interesting it's uh and uh, here's a perfect kind of like mixture of things that that works out through the book, uh, you know, Lewis House, who is the um, host of uh, School of Greatness, mm -hmm. phenomenal podcast. If you guys want to check that out, that's also a really good one to check out. Uh, he was mentioning that it, it, people don't care to do business with you until they understand how much you care, right? So that also comes back into the get your foot in the door, find a way to create value for somebody so that they want to work with you in the future. Um, so People want to know that you care. People want to know that you truly give a shit about what you're doing. Excuse my language, but you got to care. you got to care about what you want. And it's not about being 100% altruistic, which is another thing that Gary Vee likes to talk about. It's not about being 100% altruistic. It's about having a good balance. Understanding that, yes, you want to create profit for yourself and for your company, but you also want to create impact and you want to show people that you care and you want to make other people's lives better, which was our basis for Pedal, which is our basis for Key Light, which is our vision for what we want to do with our lives via business, via whatever we do in our lives, we want to make an impact in others, which is why we are sitting here in front of this camera talking to you guys on The 52 Podcast. Uh, let's go ahead and dive deeper now. Uh, let's go into some of the more uh, key features of the book. This book is very social media orient oriented. Now, as you guys may or may not know, Gary Vee is a big social media uh, proponent Massive, and, yeah. and personality. He is everywhere on all these social sites. Um, he is the king of dabbling in every single uh, platform and tasting and jumping into stuff when it's fresh. And we're going to get into that a little bit more as we continue the podcast. Uh, now, when it comes to social media, the biggest, uh, really the, the biggest barrier to entry when it comes to posting and, and getting your content out there and building your personal brand so that you can use that and facilitate business for yourself um, is the judgment conversation. 
You know, everyone is worried about what everyone else is going to think about them. And until they decide, screw everyone else, I don't really give a crap what you think about me. So with that being said, right, everyone is an ass until they're a pioneer. That is a direct quote from Gary Vee, and I love it, and I'll tell you why. Because you know what? Just like us, this marketing agency, yes, we have skills in this, in, in this realm that we can really create some awesome stuff. But for us to sit here and say, hey, we're, we're the, 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 the best and greatest is just not true. And we get to be asses before we get to be pioneers. And that's totally fine. And you know what? If we make mistakes on, on camera or on our audio, you laugh it off and you keep moving. And if someone talks trash to you about it, tell them to go fuck themselves. Because you know what? It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you are here to create value for others in this world, and you want to create a personal brand for yourself, so post away. So guys, what we're saying is be a pioneer, but in order to be a pioneer, you gotta be a bit of an ass first, which is totally fine. In addition to that, right, these things take time. So in the book, there was a dentist by the name of Chitra, and I, I believe I'm pronouncing it right. If I'm totally butchering it, I apologize. Um, but she is in her 40s, and she's on an app called Musical.ly. If you guys haven't heard of Musical.ly yet, it's pretty darn cool. Uh, basically what you do is you create lip syncing videos and the, for the most part, the demographic that she lo she's looking at is somewhere in the age range of uh, 10 to 15 years old, preteens, teens, so on and so forth. Uh, and she's the only doctor or dentist that's really getting after that. Uh, so that's her land grab, right? That's a new, a, a new vehicle that she's using to get involved. And one of her biggest things that she was talking about when it came to social media and creating a personal brand is that things take time. You know, uh, she has had conversations with different uh, different medical professionals that want to get into the business of uh, of advertising on social and, and creating a personal brand on social, but they're not willing to do the work because they don't see the immediate ROI. So when it comes to social media, creating a presence, creating consistency, creating content that is truly valuable to the consumer on the other end, not only takes time to get good at, but takes time to get recognized for. So it is a long play. This is not a short play. You know, and this actually goes right back into what Gary Vee was saying uh, about salespeople versus marketers. Nothing wrong with a, a, a conversion-based salesperson, but it is a short-term play. Whereas a long-term marketer is gonna be a long-term play, just like a social media personality or person that wants to create an impact through social media and the platforms, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes consistency, and you'll get better at it. But don't let the judgment of others get in the way of your ability to deliver valuable content to people that really wanna digest it. There are people that wanna hear, hear what you have to say. So go out and say it. I couldn't agree more. I mean, when you're looking at that, it's, it's really understanding it's a short-term and long-term play. Understanding what's more important for you, where you're trying to be, and what you're trying to achieve. Um, and Gary Vee, like I said, he's the master of social brand. When you look at what Gary Vee's trying to do, you know, he really preaches that. If you can make yourself stronger, both, you know, personally and then brand that out so people can understand who you are and who your story is, it's going to give you a little bit more flexibility to be able to move back and uh, back and forth and see what works best for you. So this is an interesting topic that I bring up, and it's funny because I've been talking about it on my personal Instagram, more underscore Milo, for the last week, talking about networking, talking about different platforms. Uh, and I had an interesting 
controversy with Gary Vee and his opinion at first, and it changed over time. It was interesting. So from what I've been taught about social media, I've been taught that it's best to focus on one or two platforms and really understand your audience in that platform and go after it as much as possible. Gary Vee, on the other hand, believes in constantly tasting and trying and getting involved with new upcoming startups and platforms so that you can be on the cutting edge of that platform when it continues to grow. Now, at first, I looked at him like, that doesn't make sense to me. Double down on what you're good at. Be in a place where you know your audience. Speak to that audience and make sure that they are satisfied with the content and creating the, and you create value for those people. But over time and understanding through this book, I really, really understood that the land grab is really where the, the attention is. Right, so for example, with Chitra, with her musically videos that she's putting out of her lip syncing and of her, you know, talking about teeth whitening mm -hmm. in a cool, fun way, that was her land grab. She was the only person on that platform that was in a doctoral, you know, position that could allow herself to go out and create content for people that she wanted to bring in, and she created an opportunity for her to to, to build about thirty percent on her business that she already had through interacting with preteens and teens that wanted to come in and, and, and learn more about dental hygiene. So what are your thoughts on the land grab and, and, and working in these new uh, platforms, tasting and jumping into things? What, what are your thoughts on that, Ross? You know, it's very interesting because Musical.ly is not a platform that I ever see myself on. A lot of us don't see ourselves on anyway because it's not really in our age range. It's a lot of a younger audience. Um, but like I said, if you're talking about someone who's a, a dentist and your main clientele is kind of in that area, in that age range, you know, a lot of your stuff can come from a, a, your little son or daughter being like, hey, I want to go see this dentist. And you're like, how do you know about this dentist? Where, How do you even know where to find a dentist? Like, I don't understand. So she's able to get very creative with it and she was able to see results. So if you're able to see something show up there, then continue to, to push on that platform and like I said, this kind of goes back and forth with what we were talking about, whether to, you know, be on a lot of platforms or be on one. And, you know, this is one of the things that I had with Gary Vee's book where I felt like there are times where he's talked about personally that, you know, you should double down on what you're good at. And then when it comes to social, there are times where he's talking about I should be on all of them. So sometimes you get a little controversial, but I understand what he's saying by test. You don't know what you're good at until you try. Until so you put your feet in the so water and find out. So he's not saying, like. hey... Don't try Musical.ly because you're so good at Twitter. He's saying, hey, try Musical.ly. If it works for you, then try to double down and put more time there. And if you're seeing better results than you are on your Twitter or your Instagram or your Facebook, then put more of your, your focus on that side. So I understand what he's saying with that. But when I was first reading it, I was thinking... You sound like you're contradicting yourself. So we had the same experience in the, yeah. in the middle of the book. Yeah, and at the end, we, it kind of closed we, together, we, right? We followed Gary Vee before. Um, he, this book wasn't chosen just because we do like Gary Vee. Um, but we just felt like it would be one that immediately off the bat can get kind of right into the nitty-gritty of what we're value trying to do. And social space. So that's why we really kind of wanted to, to tackle that Absolutely. one. But that was interesting to hear. It really did sound contradicting at first. But then as you step back, you understand 
Uh, you know, what are you talking about? So here's another quote from Gary Vee that, that might uh, get you another, uh, uh, some more insight, right, to what the way that he thinks and, uh, and what he's preaching in this book. Uh, he says something along the lines of, uh, you bother because it's a mistake to give up your tool in your tool belt. And the, the context to that particular quote was having to do with uh, Snapchat and Instagram. So Snapchat obviously rolled out the idea of stories first. And then Instagram came and followed them. So when that happened... When, followed when, is a very nice term. <laughs> right, gotta love that. Very so, nice. For social media, Snapchat. it worked out. So, so uh, when Instagram created the story... Uh, feature on their Instagram platform, uh, it was there were people that were saying, "Oh, well, Snapchat's going to go out of business. Snapchat's not going to be relevant anymore." So on and so forth. You know, and 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 what he's preaching is why why give up your hammer because you need a screwdriver. You know, keep the hammer, grab the screwdriver, and use them both because they're going to both come in handy. Um, so, what are your thoughts about doubling down on the platforms that you're seeing the most? Uh, the the most ROI, right? What are your thoughts about um, still playing? Let's say, for example, that you were originally on Snapchat working stories, and then Instagram came out with their stories, and that took over. Are you still going to go back to Snapchat? And are you still going to post on Snapchat so that you can continue to build that uh, th that audience and 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 speak and message to those people? I, I think what you have to do is, like we said, test is understand. The issue is with Snapchat is it makes it harder to build on because you're not able to track as well or you're not able to understand certain features. Things go away almost immediately. Because content is king on there. And 100%. so if you're logging on to someone's Snapchat, it has to be incredibly consistent. But the benefit is it's more real. And that was where Snapchat was able to find its, its spot in the market was Instagram was your art gallery. Instagram was going to the Getty Museum or some big museum in your curated, area. Curated, very curated. And seeing curated. the best of your sure. life. Where Snapchat was the unfiltered, unadulterated, this is what I'm doing. And it could be something as simple as, like, I'm walking through Ralph's, like, wow. This and is the cool, I think the coolest and, thing. Like, no one's going to post that as your Instagram feed. But now, once they took stories, you know, it did. It, it bit into Snapchat's, you know, ability in their stock. I bought Snapchat stock when it was, you know, around 20, and it still hasn't completely recovered. I mean, I'm looking at, you know, a Kylie Jenner post almost shot it down to, ten dollars they cut in 50 percent. so the power of an influencer is real it Massive. affected the market but Snapchat which goes back is, to what he's preaching about personal yeah. brand and doubling down on these on these platforms so that's that's a great point and there. snapchat is really it's starting to slowly rebound the problem is is snapchat isn't letting a lot of their consumers know exactly what it can do like question for you did you know that if you open your snapchat app right now mm -hmm. and you, let's say you're looking at it could be a speaker it could be you know, some KRKs, you know, looking at these. If I hold my finger on there and zoom, it'll actually pull up from Amazon that item. That's incredible. Most people don't know that. I had no idea. There are little things. Snapchat decided, hey, you stole our stuff. And I'm sorry, but I, I believe they did steal it. But that's fine. They did it. It worked. And Instagram stole it and put it right on the main page. Like, you cannot miss it. They're like, hey, this isn't a little feature going to settings. Like, this is... Hello, like I'm here. We're here. We're taking over. But they went into it and now they're looking, hey, how can we be different? How can we differentiate ourselves from this big company? And they're getting into AR more than anybody. They're looking at augmented reality like you wouldn't believe. Taking into the account, like I said, to be able to show your phone a microphone and say, hey, this microphone is X amount of dollars on Amazon. Order now is a very interesting 
technology. So you always have to be adapting. Because Gary Vee talks about it as well in his book. Because if you're not adapting, you're almost failing. Sure. A lot of the big companies, when you look at... Um, talking about automotive, you talk about auto trader, or you're talking about internet, looking at Yahoo. Yahoo had the chance to buy Google in its infant stage. And they said, no, thank you. And then there were different chances they had to buy it. And then they could have also sold the company for upwards of, I think it was like 60 million or billion. I know it's a big gap, but it is what it is. It was somewhere one of those. And they missed it. They missed the mark. So a lot of it is timing. And that brings it back to what Moore was talking about, is timing is king. And you know, it's funny It's funny that you bring up timing, because in regards to timing, when it came to Gary Vee specifically, I mean, if you look back at his past, it just so happens we're reading his book, so let's look at his past. You know, he, in his book, he had an excerpt that was actually off, kind of off the, the book, where he was talking about Snapchat and the stories, and, and putting out that, that, that information, being able to save your, the stories that you have, being able to save the snaps that you get. And he made a public announcement saying that this is a, this is a fluke, this is going to be bad, this is going to ruin Snapchat, and it didn't. It killed it for them. They they absolutely murdered it. Uh, and another, th- you know, and, and a big thing that I've learned out of reading this book is humility. Understanding that if you're wrong, there's nothing with nothing wrong with being wrong. You were wrong. You learn from it. You move forward. And and everything is a beautiful thing because you get to learn from it, right? Like every, as long as you're falling forward, you're making the right mistakes. And I think that's one thing as well that's very important if we're talking about the people out there that are looking to start their own business. Sure. Or- see different things online, like I said, they think entrepreneurship sexy, things like that. We almost look to fail when it looks between Moore and I. Because if I come to you and say, hey, I got this idea, this and that, and you say, oh my God, that's so good, I love it. My idea hasn't changed. But if you say, honestly, like, it's good, but I think you can tweak this, you can clarify here, you can get more pinpoint. Um, that is where we grow because that is the only time your idea actually grows and evolves. So we always say, you know, to be, you know, frank, we always say, you know, crap on our idea, essentially, because at that point, it lets us grow. If I have 10 people, all of them tell me my idea is great, someone's You learn nothing. You learn absolutely nothing. Nothing's figured out. I would rather have nine people tell me the problem with it and one person tell me, oh, it's great. Because you know what? I just got nine times better because I got a lot of feedback and a lot of information that's going to make the next one better. So like I said, a lot of the stuff that we learned is fail and fail often so you heard that first from us fail often and then recover and learn from your failures it's great to fail if you learn from it okay fail forward um, and with that being said, let's move back into the social stuff and talk a little bit more about, you know, kind of the formula when it comes to creating quality content and creating a personal brand. You know, and this is, again, directly from Gary Vee, right? We're still learning. We're practitioners of the work. Ross and I, we're learning as much as you guys are. And the, the, the formula that he gave us was talent plus tactics equals, or talent plus tactics plus strategy equals attention. And that requires execution. So if you are working the 16 to 18 hours a day, paying attention, putting that 11 minutes every every opportunity that you can into your Instagram and your Snapchat and your personal uh, your personal brand as well as putting your money into whatever you're doing for your business and so on and so forth, you are going to take that execution and turn it into attention, which is a beautiful thing. Um, so let's continue to kind of move on here. I'm moving on to the next thing. When it comes to business, okay, Sometimes you got to do what it takes. And Sean is a professional doodler, 
Love it, right? So he's on Snapchat, and this is perfect, a uh, perfect segue for Snapchat. So uh, he was able to create massive, massive influence through different types of doodles um, on Snapchat that were truly awesome. Boxing matches between him and his audience. Uh, you know, uh, uh, what was it? Jurassic Park, Jurassic Snap Park, like yeah, Jurassic yeah. Snap Park, where he had all of his audience. You know, creating different things uh, when it came to Snapchat and, and illustrating, so that they, you know, had a connection back and forth. And with Snapchat standing alone as one of the only platforms that you can't, you know, hashtag and, and go in and use those normal, what we now consider normal tactics to get out there. You know, your content really is king, and your audience really is king. So he actually did something pretty cool. He was able to take that uh, that audience that he built on Snapchat through this really organic way of doing things and turned it into a consulting business to a certain degree. So what he was doing is he was having he was he was sending emails from his mom's email to okay. the Times, to you know, to uh, Entrepreneur Magazine, to to all of these different platforms that are looking for for information. He wanted and to knowledge. do his own horn. He was like, "Oh my God, like my son's making an incredible thing," <laughs> exactly. and so someone's reading it like, "Oh my God, Meredith, <laughs> wow, your son is incredible." But you know what? It worked. It worked. And the reason why it worked is because it was different. It provided validation for him. Was it a little bit kind of around the back and kind of weird and you know manipulated? Maybe, but at the same time, it created results. So now Sean is one of the top dogs when it comes to consulting yep. for big businesses in this social media, Snapchat specifically, space. Uh, so be creative, be outgoing, do things that might ne not necessarily be normal because it creates results, you know? What are your thoughts? I think you have to be different. I think that's exactly right. It's just looking where other people aren't. You know, and just trying to find out what you can do differently and find out your, your, your spot, essentially. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, and like I said, Gary Vee talked a lot about, you know, different platforms and different locations. Um, any other ones that you took and thought, wow, like this is... So this is cool, actually, because I'm, I'm uh, for the longest time, I have never understood Twitter. And Gary Vee is a big proponent to Twitter. He is the king of Twitter, if you want to say it that way. Um, and it was really interesting to hear his insight on Twitter because I never really understood it. And that's just truly me being honest. You know, I get, like posting 10 times a day, 200 characters. Like, I didn't get it. It didn't make sense to me. But, you know, Gary broke it down in a really, really interesting way. Uh, by creating examples of uh, someone that is looking for a job at ESPN as a sportscaster. And I'll let you guys read the book, right? Because obviously we want you guys to read the book and learn that knowledge for yourself. But th the main thing here with Twitter is it gives you the opportunity to truly get into the head of the person that you want to contact, right? Like it, He was saying that Twitter is still the number one place to contact him when it comes to trying to create connections and trying to create a network uh, because everything is so up-to-date it's so quick news channels are using it for their news to be able to be up-to-date uh, you know all of these different conversations that are happening on Twitter are happening in real time and that's something that you can't find anywhere else you can't go to a news station and find things exactly as they're happening on Twitter you can 
So Twitter gives you the opportunity to work with real people in real time on conversations that matter to them. Uh, and this is where that comes into play. If you are going and meeting your audience where they are at, even if they're not your audience yet, it gives you an opportunity to be involved in that community, right? Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to be following someone that's not actually in their community and just sitting on the outside and saying, oh, this is the information that I can provide to the community, but I want nothing to do with it, right? Twitter gives you that opportunity. Twitter gives you the opportunity to join those communities, to have dialogue within those communities, to post consistently and have connections and relationships with people that are interested in the same thing that you're interested in. And to double down on that as well, the big thing that Twitter has over everybody else, and you know, there were times where we didn't think that how long would Twitter last, would it be overtaken, is it's really stayed as the conversation platform. I mean, you can find a Harvard professor on there and message them, and they're probably not getting too many, but you can get your question answered by a Harvard professor. I think we all can kind of guess how expensive it would be to be in that room listening to this guy give you a one-on-one response. So you really can converse with just about anybody in the world in real time, get involved, depending on, it could be political, it could be you know, personal growth, it could be business. There are a lot of places where people can talk and have full-on conversations in in an instant without any geographical limitation. 100%. So Twitter, massive, massive, massive opportunity in Twitter that we get to take advantage of because we haven't done as much research on Twitter. And with Twitter, Twitter, to give you an idea of how we use Twitter as well, a lot of how we use Twitter is, like we said, conversation, but curating. You know, we like to find a lot of content. The retweet is probably one of the most powerful aspects of Twitter. Being able to say, hey, I love what this guy posted. Let me share it back. And you're pretty much showing them love as well. Um, and it lets you really it, share that content. You know, you don't have to make as much. You're just trying to continue a conversation somebody else started. And this could be an easy example. You could talk about basketball. Everyone in the, and their mom can have the LeBron James versus Michael Jordan debate. You don't even have to know any other players, but you could probably have an opinion on that. That's 100% This true. is the equivalent of someone saying a 10-minute rant of who's better sharing it and saying what are your thoughts and then boom we just got another conversation and i think the exact words that gary uses is that twitter is the great equalizer it gives you the opportunity to put everyone on the same playing field doesn't matter how much money you have how much how much how many followers you have whatever it may be every single person has a voice on twitter which allows you to get true, honest feedback from real people that want to consume information that you potentially are going to be putting out. Feedback is massive. Take it any way you want it. We thrive off feedback. If you have an issue with taking feedback, it's time to look in the mirror because you can only provide yourself with so much constructive criticism. However, those that have a fresh pair of eyes, those that are outside of your circle or even you know, somewhat segregated from your circle can look at something with a different perspective and offer you so much value. And that's another thing that Twitter offers is feedback. True, honest feedback from real people that are consuming your, you're, you're consuming whatever you're putting out, whether it's your business, whether it's products that you're selling, whether it's social media, uh, content that you're putting out to influence or impact others in your life. Twitter gives you the opportunity to get real feedback and have real dialogue with people that are giving you the feedback in real time. So that's extremely valuable, extremely massive. And now I understand why Gary Vee is such a big proponent to Twitter when I was completely against Twitter for a very long time. Not because I knew something about it. I knew nothing about it. I just didn't 
you know, I didn't relate to Twitter. I never understood where that where, where the benefit was in posting on Twitter, and now I get it. So if you're looking for more information on this type of stuff, check out the book. It's off the charts. Let's move into something different here, and this is going to be something that everybody is on for the most part. Instagram. Okay. Instagram is everywhere. It's the gallery. It's the it's the videos. It's the stories. It's all of that connection, right? Now, Gary had some very good insight in regards to how to engage with others. And the name of the game is direct messaging. But not like, let me take the same message and throw it to 10,000 people. Real direct messaging, okay? And I'm going to kind of, I, I got to refer to my cheat sheet, okay, because I don't know everything just yet. Um, so this is kind of the deal, right? These are the rules for direct messaging on Instagram via uh, crushing it with Gary Vee. Uh, don't spam, number one. So don't send multiple multiple of the same message. Make it specific. That has, make it specific, make it important, make it something that's, that's worthwhile mm -hmm. for the person to read. Uh, explain what drew you to that person. If you like their picture, if you like their video, if you liked what they were talking about, the topic that they were interested in, if you like, you know, what, you know, whatever their, whatever impact they're creating, give your opinion on what drew you to reach out to that person, right? Because that shows that you actually care. It goes back to Lewis House, right? Nobody cares to work with you unless you know, unless they know that you care. Yeah. Really simple. Uh, another one of them is offer value, right? So let's say, for example, you're running a company that does, uh, that creates motorcycle helmets. I believe this is the, the, the example that Gary used in the book. If you have a company that has that that creates motorcycle helmets, and your uh, your vision, your what you're trying to create is you're trying to create a safer world for motorcyclists in a way that allows them to express their individuality. What you can now do is you go online, you look up the hashtag motorcycles for Instagram, you look to the top four or five different images that are available. Mm -hmm. And again, guys, I'm just regurgitating what I got in the in the book. It's way better put in the and book. We'll put we'll a check link down below. So we'll you put can a, see it a hundred percent. Um, you know, check out this for for the first four posts. See what they what it looks like. See how much how much influence they have in that space, and then go to their profiles, inspect their profiles, see what they're all about, and make a connection with that person. At the end of the day, there's a person on the other end, unless it's a fake profile, which does happen too. So vet out the profile that you're going to go and put some effort into. But be personable. Be. It's like if you were walking up to someone in the middle of the street or at a restaurant or at a bar or whatever it is, you're not going to say the same thing to every single person because it's not going to fit. Play off of the connection and the relationship that you guys have in that moment. And that's kind of that's the name of the game when it comes to engaging on Instagram. And again, uh, uh, this this quote I love this quote: "Eleven minutes is better than zero, and twelve is better than eleven, Right? So continue to put in the time. The time is is the is the name of the game. You know, if you're not taking the time to put in these direct messages on Instagram and reach out to these people and talk to them and understand what's important to them, they're not going to want to be interested in supporting you. They're not going to support. They're they're not going to they're not going to go to bat for you. So. Put the best foot forward. Show them why they want to go, go to bat for you. What are your thoughts on Instagram? You know, I think Instagram is a very powerful platform. I think the big thing with Instagram is its ability to connect, essentially. The strong thing that you're able to do on Instagram is tag people. I think tag is one of the strongest aspects. For me, able to share something on a story or even a post and be able to get somebody else involved and then now they can... One of the big updates, you know, that came out months ago was that they could take your store if you were tagged in and reshare it. 
that was one of the big things because now it was a little bit like what Twitter does. They gave the ability to curate content and you no longer had to make your own. So Instagram lets you create your own, leave it as a gallery, create your own, it disappears in 24 hours with the story. And then if you don't want to create your own and someone else has a photo of you, a video of you as their story, you can use that as well. So it really gives you a chance to be able to play across. They've also added the ability to link with products. So when you're looking at, you know, um, a lot of stuff when it comes to health and beauty, fashion, technology, anything like that, you can see a photo of someone and understand what they're wearing and link directly to it. If you want to buy it, it could be $39.99, whatever it may be, put it right in your cart, buy it, it's going to show up quickly. So they've really given you the ability to kind of be the all-in-one. They've taken a lot of the stuff that we loved with Facebook, brought it over in a shorter format, so you're not going to find long-form content on Facebook. No one's writing long posts. Um, so it's a little bit different, and every platform, as we've talked about and we'll continue to talk about, are completely different. But it's really strong. It really is powerful because it gives places for both companies, brands, marketers, influencers, all to come together. Uh, I do feel like there are times when it becomes a little too saturated, as we're currently seeing, where a lot of stuff is brand deals. And even more than that, a lot of people are putting hashtag ad, hashtag brand in their posts, and they're not actually sponsored, which is leaving people thinking you know, a little uneasy, essentially. But as far as power when it comes to social platforms, Instagram currently is king. Now, I don't know if that's going to stay. I always believe that new platforms will come out. We're consistently evolving, looking at different things. But currently, right now, it gives you the ability to build in real time and understand your audience and be able to track it. You know, the ability to, and we'll talk about websites and things like that in another podcast when we go to about setting it up, but things like the Facebook Pixel. You come to someone's Instagram, they can retarget you, remarket to you. So if you love someone's, you know, clothing brand and you keep checking out their stuff and liking their posts, you're probably going to see that clothing brand send you an ad while you're scrolling and you're going to say, hey, you know, maybe I do want that t-shirt. They know that you looked at it. It's crazy. It's creepy. But it's powerful. So I really think it's the king. And it's funny that you said that it's king content. I actually disagree with you on that. I still think that Facebook is the king content. And I'll tell you why in a second, and we're actually, it's a perfect segue for us to move into Facebook. But on a side note, um, in the book, Gary Vee does mention uh, a strategy that he uses on Instagram. It's a $1.80 Instagram strategy. You can look it up online on YouTube and you'll get more information on that. Or read the book and you'll get lots of information on that. I highly recommend the book. Highly recommend listening to the audio book because you'll get a lot of extra value that you won't get in the normal book. So go for that. Now, Facebook. In regards to Facebook, Facebook is massive. There's no way around it. Facebook is the king of the kings, in my opinion. That's my opinion. That's the way I look at it. I think Facebook is the name of the game. Why? Because when it comes to targeting, when it comes to audience, when it comes to uh, video and allowing yourself to put a long-form video on, on Facebook, that that's how you are able to create connections through Facebook. They have a really powerful um, advertising tool. They have a really powerful uh, platform that allows you to post different types of content, whether you're posting a long, a long form uh, video or an article or uh, a short qu- quick clip or pictures or whatever it may be. There is massive opportunity for, uh, for, for massive attention in the Facebook realm. And I think a lot of this goes back to the very beginning of this where we talked about Musical.ly. I think really when you, when you think about it, the king of content is the king of wherever your audience is. Sure. If your audience is, you know, 10, 13, 14, 15, whatever age, Musical.ly is going to be better for you. If you're on Twitter, you have a different demographic. Facebook, different demographic, sure. and same with Instagram. And that's kind of why Gary Vee 
says to test a lot of these different ones because you could put out the same content for all of them. We don't recommend that. They should all be very specific. But if you do find an audience and a strong following on one area, you know, a lot of that not only could be platform, but could just be the actual demographic and age range of people using that platform. So you need to understand what you're selling, what your product is, what you're trying to achieve, and then see which platform can best help you accomplish that. I think that's you're right on the money. I think you're right on the money. I mean, listen, you, you go to where you, where you need to be. Or you meet people where they're at. And if they're on Facebook or on Musical.ly or on Instagram, you need to go meet them. Because that's your audience and that's who you want to target. The big thing with Facebook that they still have, really, is the Facebook kind of page. Where it acts as a mini community, essentially. Where Instagram doesn't give you that full in-depth. You know, you're playing in the comments section, talking back and forth. But you're not really getting full topics, full conversation, polling. You're getting in a lot of different ways. Um, but Facebook lets you create a Facebook page, which almost acts like their version of a website essentially it's like hey how much content can i get in here and it could be shared reposted whatever it may be uh, instead of just having them go straight to your url so i just it's like said differences in platforms and differences in what you're trying to achieve but like i said we're going to be doing a lot you know on this podcast and on this journey of talking about what we do what we don't do what we like what we don't like and a lot of it is more than just opinion it's it's results we can show you how the results have been talk you through how to run facebook ads let you understand What's going to make it stronger? Is it the content? Is it your photo needs to be different and you're getting a higher return on the photo? Now that you got the photo, okay, let's test the caption. Let's see how the caption's doing. Okay, it's doing better here. How about if we do a single photo versus a carousel, which a carousel is multiple photos at one time. You know them, you scroll through them, you see it with a lot of products, um, slideshows. You can see a lot, video form. So understanding how to test. So we're really going to be breaking down you know, as it goes on, kind of what we're doing and what, you know, we can advise and recommend. And we want to hear your feedback as well. If you've tried something and it's worked phenomenally, let us know. We want to share with the rest of the people listening to this. And like I said, we'll let you know. Brandon from Oklahoma has this incredible idea of how to do it. We want to get your name out. We'll tag you, let you know, hey, this company is X, Y, and Z. Check them out on Instagram. Let's grow together. That's all this really is. This is our version of a community um, to help grow. So guys, let's move into something a little different here. Uh, there are a few other platforms that were mentioned in the book uh, that are not going to be going gone over in our podcast just because, listen, we, there's only so much time and we want you guys to read the book because it's a really good book. Um, so LinkedIn, podcasts, etc., those different types of formats. Uh, check out Crushing It for more information on all those. Uh, what we're going to finish our podcast off with is the future. So based on what... Uh, what is, is, you know, kind of given to us in uh, crushing it. The future, in Gary's opinion, is voice first. The ability to be able to uh, do things hands-free, multitask, and have voice, uh, voice first feed you that information while you're doing other things to allow yourself to really be as efficient as possible. Uh, so what he talks about is Alexa and, uh, and Google when it comes to voice uh, activation and vo voice... Um, voice interaction with technology. Uh, so the biggest thing that he went over is Alexa skills, uh, flash briefings, skills, all that sort of stuff uh, when it comes to voice first content. And, and this is the future, guys, at least based on what Gary is saying. Now, I actually kind of do agree with him. Uh, I personally think that the ability to multitask, the ability to, to focus on multiple things and also consume information is going to be huge. 
Um, and in the future, we will likely have, like he said, we'll have an Alexa system in every in every room of the house. Uh, so it'll just be easy to say, hey, Alexa, you know, what's the weather? Whatever it may be. So the next play for us, I think, what we would like, what I would like us to get into personally, right? You guys can take on whatever you'd like, is getting into the the the, the Alexa skills game. And what that looks like is creating a daily one-minute post of audio for anyone that's interested in listening to what you have to say uh, to listen to, whether it's a, a briefing of you know motivation, whether it's business information, whether it's the news, uh, whether it's the weather, whatever it may be, you know that gives you an opportunity to interface with your uh, with your audience immediately first thing in the morning when they wake up. Alexa, give me my flash briefing from Key Light LA. And then they get the information on what's happening in the marketing world, what's happening with our podcast for the week, what book we're reading, what piece of insight we've had. Yeah. And the biggest thing that comes out of this whole thing, because there's only really two two main ways to interact on Alexa with Voice First right now, and that's uh, flash briefings and skills. So a flash briefing would be like a quick news clip, and a skill would be... For example, you know, Gary Vee could create a, like he was, he was mentioning his example was, uh, I could create a wine pairing uh, skill mm -hmm. where you say, hey, Alexa, what is uh, the best wine to pair with uh, a chicken piccata, right? And then Gary would give you that information on what that is. Now, the name of the game here is to be clever. And this is a quote directly from, um, from Gary. Be clever to create something fresh and new on Alexa skills, right? So the people that are gonna be able to really take advantage of the Alexa voice first or Google voice first applications are those that are gonna be able to create something creative and new and fresh that's more than just a flash briefing. That's more than just you know a bits and pieces of information. But taking that voice first to the next level is where you're really going to be able to get the attention. And uh, we mentioned land grabs earlier. For those that don't know what that means, a land grab is a available opportunity that's fresh, right? Certain pro platforms when they first come out, there's usually more people consuming information than there are putting out information. You're essentially a pioneer on that platform. Exactly. 100%. So that is the name of the game. And right now, when it comes to voice first, everyone's behind. Nobody's in the game. And there's a few things with voice first. You know, first off, like I said, we've talked about an Alexa skill. He was just talking about. Um, we're not sure exactly what we want to do. We have different ideas from, you know, giving you a quote every day from the book. Um, we're talking about the, you know, other CEOs, things like that in their past and history and what they've done right. Um, so let us know down in the comments what you guys think, what you guys would prefer. That'd be great. And we'll We'd be able to that. try to make something tailor around what you guys are looking for. The big thing I see with, you know, voice is obviously the Alexa, Google, Siri. They're incredibly strong. They're in their infant stage. There will be a day, and you're seeing them even now in different cars. I, I have a BMW. They have Siri. I can pull Siri up in my car. A lot of brands have Alexa. So you can kind of link Shoot, it. Shoot, my Chevy truck that I have at the house has a full Apple CarPlay system that I can use Siri for anything. Yeah, that so I think, I think the big thing where I really started to see the, the big thing in voice is like more talked about, the ability to multitask. So one of the things that I like to do is if I go to the gym, I like to finish with going on the treadmill for about 20, 30 minutes. It's a great time for me to get on my phone a little bit and just have something listening. Can't always be running, watching YouTube or whatever. I prefer if I'm sitting somewhere to watch on YouTube and get a feel. Um, but if I'm out and about, if I'm driving, like I said, we listen to audiobooks, audio is king. It lets me do multiple things at once. I can be 
on my phone sending an email while listening to a podcast or listening to a book, uh, telling Siri to take a note, send something like that. So it's definitely getting more powerful because it's a way that humans naturally interact. We normally don't write things down and pass it to somebody else. Like, I'm not going to write what I'm going to say to Moore and hand it to him. I'm just going to tell him, like, hey, Moore, can you remind me, you know, when I leave to do this? And you're like, yeah, I got you. Versus, like, here's a note. Let me know. <laughs> like, it just doesn't feel normal. Right, it feel so right. it's definitely, like I said, voice is going to be one of the big things coming up because you will. You're going to have everything linked. Your phone is already your main source. It's the most used computer. You get the most return out of that thing of anything else you own. You use it all day, every day. So when that starts to link with your computer, it starts to link with your thermostat, and then your TV, and then your car, everything is going to be housed. Your phone is going to be your hub. And the voice, the Google system, or the Alexa, or Siri, whatever you're using is going to be your mediary between all of it. They can say, hey, Siri, you know, get my temperature set to 70 degrees in my house. And you can be 10 minutes away. And you pull up and it knows, Siri, open the door. Opens your garage. Like, this is all coming. But the issue that we're seeing right now is integration. So get in on that land grab, like Moore's talking about, in its infant stage. Because if you're waking up in the morning, brushing your teeth, and you say, hey, Siri, give me, you know, the 52's uh, info or whatever, things like that, they're briefing... We're going to give you something right there. And you're, you're starting the day off with your with our brand. You know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You, you, you get you get access immediately to, to to your audience first thing in the morning. Set your goals. Like I said, maybe you know you want our, our briefing to be a goal for the day. Right. You know, we'll hold you accountable. Share it to us. We'll repost it. We don't know, and that's kind of the the joy of it. It's, it's a lot of testing. We're going to be doing a lot of testing, and we'll tell you next week what worked and what didn't. We'll be like, hey, we tried an Alexa scale. It did this and that. What was your feedback? And you guys say, hey, it was great. Awesome. We'll double down. But like we said, we prefer to tell us what you didn't like. Like, honestly, it was good, but it was a little long or it wasn't very consistent or it didn't feel like it brought as much value. You should try this and that. Let us know. Because then you know when it's time for you to make your Alexa skill, what works and what doesn't, and then tailor it to your company. So... And guys, with that being said, what we'd like to leave with you leave with you guys for the end of the video and the end of the podcast for those who are listening is our opinions on the book. So I'll actually let Ross start off. I liked it. I was a little um, curious because if you know Gary V, you understand Gary V. He is a, a little bit rah rah out there. <laughs> he is his number one cheerleader, his biggest fan. He is never wrong, even though he'll say it a few times. <laughs> which I believe his next book, next book will probably be like, "My name's Gary V." And I, I was, was right. right. <laughs> um, but it was good. There was a lot of good insight. A lot of little things you can take from it once you get past kind of some of the rah rah. Um, but he does. He preaches personal brand, which is something that you know neither of us are very strong on. Um, because we understand but working value. towards but working towards. towards it you know we're trying to get stronger at it so like i said we'll, we'll have all of our links at the bottom but i did i, I thought it was pretty good i thought it was good I, I give it a pretty solid score i don't want to really want to give a rate it out 10. of 10 there's so many more and there's some we've read before i give it probably like seven and a half strong because it, it the nice thing was is it gave a lot of different things so if you were specifically looking like more talked about with twitter you can learn a lot about Twitter. If you're weak in one spot, it can help bring you up to a strong level. He doesn't go super in-depth of how to maximize each platform. He gives you a very good blueprint for each one of them, and that's perfect. That's kind of all you need at that point to be able to learn and grow. But yeah, his main thing really is to get out and do it. So like I said, we talk about this isn't our first business. We keep moving. If you've been thinking about getting a business, things like that, 
you know, we invite you to go online for us to give you a free shout out LegalZoom. We use LegalZoom for all of our LLC or incorporation paperwork. Just makes life easy. Look, it's a few hundred dollars, but you don't have to worry about anything. You get your employment identification number, all the stuff you need. They take care of it so that you have about 30 days. It takes about two, three weeks to get your stuff there. Go on there, get your name, check the availability, order it today. We get nothing from it. This is free plug. And um, in that time, you need to be able to get your stuff ready, figure out how you want to market, get your social platforms ready, start building content. That 30 days, essentially, is your runway. That's your timeline. If you're not ready by the time that that all comes here, you're failing yourself. So, so guys, with that being said, let's. If, if you guys have any questions for Ross or myself in regards to setting up your business, in regards to where to start, in regards to really anything that you might have questions on if you're a fresh entrepreneur and two guys like Ross and I, uh, if we can support you, let us know how we can support you. We'd be happy to answer some questions for you. And we're at the 52 podcast. So that's the 52 podcast on all platforms. Also, you can find Keylight LA at Keylight LA. Same thing, all platforms. KeylightLA.com. So it's a very good point to know if you're starting your platforms, try to get all of them to be the same. So don't have one be like keylight-la or keylight.la slash something. Try to get them all the same. So keep an eye out and also take that into account when you're looking for a company name. You know, company name is one of the hardest things to come by, but do your research. Don't just pick a name and then you realize, hey, I can't get it on any of the platforms because it's hard for people to find you. So like I said, to sum up Gary V's, I like what he talked about with all the platforms. I thought it was very insightful. I loved a lot of the stories. A little bit of a rah-rah factor in there. But you know what? He didn't overdo it, which is great. Um, and I recommend it. I think you guys would really find some value in it. Um, and then we'll keep going. I'll let more talk about what his thoughts are. And then we'll get you kind of ready for the book we're going to read this week. Uh, we'll put a link to it down below and let you guys be able to follow along so that next Monday you're starting up in the same page and you can give us some feedback of, you know, I took the way that Gary B talked about Twitter this way. I learned this. And let's get that community going where everyone can learn from each other. I love it. So yeah, guys, I'm going to be really concise with my uh, my review of the book. I actually thought it was excellent. I'd probably give it an 8.5. I'd give it an extra point in regards to what Ross gave it. Um, I liked it a lot because I learned a lot of things about these different platforms that I would have never known about. And what I really, really loved is the fact that I listened to the audiobook. And on the audiobook, we were able to listen to not only these people that have created these successes through, you know, Crush, uh, crush It, uh, his original book, right? He, they actually explained every method, and you got to hear from that particular entrepreneur how they got to where they got to, what it took from them to get there, uh, as well as some commentary that was outside of the actual text in the book. Uh, I really loved the book. I thought it was great. Uh, I would read it again. It was that good. Uh, if you're looking for insight in regards to social media, if you're looking for a little bit of motivation, if you're looking for a little bit of rah-rah, uh, Gary Vee's Crushing It is a phenomenal book to read. I would highly recommend it. Uh, it's not crazy long. It's eight hours on an audiobook. It's a couple hundred pages. Worth the read. Time um, management. That's going to be key. This massive, whole, massive, This whole massive. journey is time management. I think that's the most important aspect. So, Ross, t tell us about the next book that we're reading. So, the next book we're going to be reading, it's going to be called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Uh, I think y'all like the name. <laughs> and um, we're going to put the link down below. But it's it's a pretty incredible book. You know, we have a lot of people that have read it and suggested it to us. But it's just kind of almost getting out of your own way. So, like I said, we can't talk too much on it. We haven't read it yet. So, we're going to go through it. So, we invite you to, you know, get the book, read it. If you don't like to read, like for myself, 
get the audiobook played in the car goes back to Gary Vee when he talks about voice uh, you can be able to make time of that your daily commute or whatever you're doing even at work put an airpod in put a headphone in just listen while you're typing at the desk learn something make yourself better during your nine to five try to build towards your dream during your nine to five so with that like I said we'll put the link down below uh, I hope you enjoyed the first podcast of the 52. We're going to look forward to growing and learning from you. If you have any feedback, we are not scared. Put it down in the comment section. What else do you guys want to hear? If you have suggestions for books, please put them down there. We want to build this with you. And um, I think we're just getting ready to start growing and just seeing what happens. And, you know, we just keep moving. So, again, everything is at the 52 podcast. This is sponsored by Key Light LA. If you have a podcast, this is our first uh our first one, so of course we're sponsoring ourselves. Uh, if you want to get on here, let us know. Um, but yeah, we really just we we'll just build that community and grow. So we're gonna be sharing with you what we learned. We're gonna put it into practice every week. Uh, so if you don't have the marketing budget to test these, learn from us. We'll tell you what worked, what didn't, and um, we just keep moving. So guys, follow us, subscribe, hit that subscribe button, hit the subscribe button, so you guys can be with us every single week. At the 52 podcast at Instagram. Uh, same thing, I believe, for Facebook. Mm -hmm. This guy is Ross underscore Ainarelli uh, on Instagram. I am at more underscore Milo, M-O-R underscore M-I-L-O. It's actually Ross Michael, but it's cool. Though. It's all good. We'll no worries. The link. So guys, follow us. Uh, hop on with us. Give us any commentary and feedback that you guys want. Um, we are so open. I don't think you guys understand uh, how open we are to your feedback because we really want to create value it's helped for us guys. grow it's the number one key to our success so far is to be able to accept feedback and take it so if you're good at taking feedback you're already killing it if you're not get better at it and if you're good at giving feedback then give it to us <laughs> there we go. so with that like i said thank you for joining us on the first podcast of the 52 uh my name is ross anarelli my name is more milo have a great day make this every the, week count this is the 52 we make every week count we'll see you next week